is now being recorded. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the This Is Recorded podcast. I'm here with my boy Kenny from Cali. We uh, just want to talk about what he got going on, his life, and everything in between. So, Kenny, tell the people who hey, what's you up, are. Man? How you doing? Tell the people who you are and where are you from. All right. My name is Kenny Fuller. Um, I'm in California right now. I'm from Long Beach, but um, moved up to the northern Los Angeles area, small town called Lancaster, about uh, 70 miles away from L.A. So you can really say I'm really from L.A. County because I've been from the top to the bottom, Long Beach to all the way to the last city of L.A. County. So, yeah, that's pretty much as far as background goes, um, as far as where I'm from, uh, what I have going on. I'm a business owner, um, entrepreneur, creator, multi-artist, and multi-producer. Um, I own my own production company, and we do multi-production Um one of the things we're we're pushing right now for the company is our brand, Ellie Lennon brand. And uh we're two years in of building that brand. Everything's from the ground up, from the mud, and uh it's growing, it's um doing pretty well. We took time off a little while ago, um, to learn how to do more for ourselves and uh to learn, you know, more skill and tools. Um, that that's needed to survive in the the branding and fashion and streetwear industry. Um, and then we also been producing more far as on the music side of things for the company. We uh, got a few songs out there with artists that just released um, recently. So that part of the business is, is starting and things are getting rolling and we're working on. Um, a few more things. Uh, for the most part, it's just me and my brother, but we got a a, a, a nice size networking s- circle where we uh, have a lot of people that's affiliated with what we do, but they're not a, a official just yet because everything's in the beginning stages. So uh, we'll see where that goes from there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my introduction. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Your childhood, tell us about your childhood and what influenced you from your childhood that influenced you today, basically. Um, beginning of my childhood was was rough. Growing up on the east side of Long Beach, you know, uh, we were in the heart of a gang and lower class area of Long Beach, uh, 10th and Alamitos. And my my grandma to this day she still lives in the same apartment building um, where was my first residence of birth. Um, she, she's still you know in that environment. Uh, but um, how I made it out of that environment was my dad's troubles. Um, he got in trouble, and we ended up moving to Lancaster to be uh, closer to him when he had to do a. a a five-year bid in the Lancaster State Prison. Um, so that's how I winded up in Lancaster. So his his troubles saved, saved my life, my brother's life, and my sister's life with 
being in a better city, better town, even though Lancaster's not ideal, fun, but it's better than being in the heart of trouble and, and um, turning into the product of your environment and, like, just, you know, just, I don't know, like, it's, it's tricky to put it, but um, that's the way I look at it. It's a blessing in disguise. My dad's troubles took us out of that situation. Um, far as childhood, you know, moms and pops was good parents. Um, they showed they showed me a lot, taught me a lot, and I learned a lot from them. Um, the reason why I got into music and I love comedy is because of my mother. Um, the reason why I love sports is because of my father. Um, my mom actually introduced me to making beats. You know, she used to make beats on the table, um, remixing the little cartoon shows and things in that nature, and that's what made me fall in love with producing music and wanting to rap and things like that because she put me up on all the music there is out there and um and things in that nature and then uh you know i got a brother and a sister we're real tight grew up real tight but now that we're older we got our own families except my little brother he's still um doing the school thing so everybody's doing the either the family thing school thing or kind of working on themselves but um yeah childhood uh you know uh, i got a double childhood because uh even though we moved from long beach my mom's would send me right back to long beach every three months for vacation because the uh, lancaster had a track system so every uh three months i'd be right there back in long beach and um uh with the same old friends so i got a double childhood i grew up both places known both places so you know i rep both places to this day uh the, the antelope valley area lancaster and long beach um that's uh, cool pretty that's much cool, man because yeah that, yeah that's definitely like a big thing in you like you shut a mouthful just with that like how you went yeah. the opposite way how you went the opposite way because a lot of people like to say like well my whole family in this so i'm gonna be in it but yeah. you went the opposite way and i feel like a lot of people i'm glad you said that a lot of people need to know that story and a lot of people you could tell be faking because if you was really in that life you would know where it's gonna lead you because you yeah. see it with your own eyes so you just yeah. like i really don't want to go down that route because i'm not really trying to be in jail or worse be dead because like i'm just following along the family tradition yeah. you you were blessed to be the yeah. one to make it out and have that mentality because a lot yeah. of people especially in the la long beach area just follow the gangbang lifestyle but you were smart yeah. enough to be like you know you know like that, you know that, every i mean they family they cool you know you probably know a lot of gangbangs but you like you know knowledge yourself you knew who you were and you was like, I don't really want to go down that route. Yeah. So that, that's definitely dope. That's, that's my mindset now, but it took time. I went through my phase of thinking that I had to participate that way of life by doing something as far as keeping the family name alive. Because when you grow up in those environments, you know, you think, you know, that's what you have to do. But it took me, um, I believe, age, well, 10 years ago. 
around this time of year too, I moved back to Long Beach, um, 2007, um, and went out there, you know, to, uh, you know, to jump on board with the family name and my cousin, who's a, uh, you know, my big homie, my mentor, my big brother, but we're cousins by blood. You know, he's like, whatever you choose for yourself, I'm going to support it. But I'm going to let you know the good and the bad about this life. So he broke it down to me and he just said, you know, this don't come with all the stuff you want to do with yourself, you know, and uh, the choice is yours. If you want to be about this or that, you can do this and get paid for it. Like, you know, because some people join gangs for the wrong reasons. Like, oh, I want to do this or that when you can do a profession that that'll pay you to do the same stuff so basically he's like when you when you're in the streets you just kind of doing it just because you ain't doing it for a cause and you're doing it because that's what he was taught and that's the way we program in a way to behave so he you know yeah. he put it in my ear like you have a choice to do what you want to do, but you don't have to follow the steps that me and your dad did because you don't have to be go even harder and being be more notorious in these streets just to get your street name up. And then he said a lot of people have to go a different route to become somebody, but you already your father's son, so why would you have to live on a family name in a street way when you can live it in a regular way when you already get your father's son. So I took in that game, thought about it, you know, and put a lot of thought to it. And, and a few months later, I, you know, left Long Beach and went to uh, Vegas. And then from Vegas, I went to Arizona, got my mind right. And, um, like fully changed where people would be like, dang, you're not the same person no more because I like matured a lot. You know, I went uh, to Vegas, which is me and my girl, we got an apartment and uh, like matured as a man, like went out there on my own, just experienced something new um, in Arizona. Um, so it took time. Like I had that same mindset as every young kid growing up, like this is all we see. So you know, the family did it, I did it, I'ma do it, you know. Everybody uh yeah. thinks that we have to live in that way. Um when we don't, you know. It's all gotta, you know. It's all you know sometimes. Yeah. I I'm yeah. glad you said that you had somebody because I feel like those people really should be championed, the ones that are in that street life, but they tell you this is not it. Like a lot of people they don't know, like, the streets and stuff like that. And for yeah. me, like, my dad was in the streets, so I'm like, I don't really want to be in the streets. I want to be the opposite because I know the ends and outs. That's what I lead people, to, yeah. You know, there a lot of people, like what you said with your uncle, it's like a lot of people don't know. It's dudes in the street that see something in you and say, look, I don't think you should do this. They can't tell you what to do, but they tell you, yeah. like, I don't know. And I feel like I, with this podcast and with anything I do, I want to champion those dudes because that's the life that chose them for the most part. They came from circumstances where they had to be, you know, a street dude or they had to provide. Like, people don't really know what it feels like. Like, hey, my mom on drugs, my dad gone, and my sister hungry. So I got to do whatever I got to do. 
to provide, right. you know, and that leads into like joining the gang or becoming a notorious robber or whatever. But in that same yeah. breath, when they see you, they like, look, man, I don't think you really want to do this. So definitely with my platform, I want to let people know it's a lot of people in the streets, but all of them is not bad dudes. They, they see stuff in younger people that they be like, yo, I don't really think you should do this. But also at the same time, if they choose to do it, they're going to tell them the end is out. So, you know, definitely with my platform, yeah, I definitely exactly. want to shout out those good dudes out there, man, that's in that life, but they try to keep the ones that they know don't need to be in that life, they try to keep them away from it, man. And I, exactly. I really want to shout them out because they get a bad rep. And, like, a lot of people don't understand. I ain't never been in the gang or nothing like that, but I do understand, like, when you don't have family, that gang gives you a sense of family. Sometimes, exactly. like, you know, they, they they give you a couple dollars when they know you're starving. They know your mom is strung out or you don't got no family. Both of your parents are gone or you live with your grandma or they give you that sense of family. Yeah. And even everybody looks at gangbanging. Yeah, they look at gangbanging as wrong, but it's like sometimes it's like, these people did for me, so how the hell am I going to turn my back on them? And then yeah. and there's some other instances, it's like, yo, like, hey, man, I did that because I wanted to. You know, But you don't need to be in this life. So I definitely want to shout out the good dudes out there that's like, yo, you don't mentors, really need to be Mentors, the hood mentors. Yeah, the hood, <laughs> yeah, it's man. a lot of them, man. But, and, but they don't get, they you know, people see movies and this and that, but they really don't know. It's a lot of street dudes like, yo. You ain't built for this life. If I see you over here, I'm going to fuck you up because you ain't supposed to be over here doing this dumb shit. You better than yeah. So, like, yeah. stay away from this. If I catch you out here, I'm going to fuck you up, and then that's it. Like, yeah. they need to be champion, man. But, but so, so high school for you, how was high school? And what kind of uh, stuff were you school, into, uh, like, going into high school? High school was rough. Um... I went in playing sports. It was like most teens, you know, into girls. And then, like, I think uh, four months in, uh, as when my dad had uh, passed, he was killed by LAPD. And uh, I ended up going to um, homeschool for a while from uh, Lancaster, but I was mostly in Long Beach for my freshman year, but I was on – I had to report to Lancaster uh, for um, classes like once a week. But um, as far as the beginning of high school, it was rough because of that. I gave up on sports uh, my sophomore year and just, you know, start turning up, like getting into trouble. Nothing serious, just like, just, you know, just being like, once I lost my dad, I thought I had to become a man and I, I started you know, uh, getting into things I shouldn't have done, but that was just my way of uh, expressing myself. Um, so I was getting into, like, trouble, fighting, um, you know, getting girlfriends, dogging them out because, you know, I, I didn't I didn't really love myself no more. Um, I started pushing the family hood, repping the family hood. Cause I thought once my dad left, I got to keep his name alive. That was that phase where where I thought I had to step up and and do that. Um, you know, um, then junior year, 
I started running track again, slow down on all the girls, but I was partying a lot. Uh, by the time my senior year, you know, I slowed down, started maturing. Um, was uh, It went from writing music to actually recording a lot of music. So I got into that, started making a name for myself for that, and people was like, what? ladies man or player Kenny rapping now doing music so it was just it was a good look a good feeling I got a lot of love for that um and uh you know I ran, ran track and I managed to graduate senior year with a uh a 3.2 while doing um sports so I got a certificate for that but since I messed up um freshman and junior I'm a freshman and sophomore year my my GPA like balanced out a little bit but I didn't graduate with a 3.2 but my senior year I had a 3.2 and I was like dang I did that easy if I would have did this these last three years I could have graduated in a a gold road with all these other smart kids (laughs) and it's all about doing your homework (laughs) it's all about doing your homework and you know uh you know, you need help. You you let the teacher know, and they help you succeed. And I had to learn that my last year of high school. Um, yeah. And uh, so high school was cool. Um, I had a lot of different diverse friends. You know, people that was into like different things, and I, I I'm thankful for that because I wasn't programmed to believe like, nah, I'm only fucking with this type of person or. I'm only fucking with blacks. I'm like I was diverse, um, open minded and I had all type of friends that flourished over the years and turned out to be like different people, like nurses, doctor, firemen, correction officer, you know. Um, some people still in the street life, um, game banging. So growing up meeting all these people in my high school years, it's like dang, like all these people that I know turned out to be like this. Even one dude like uh so into religion like you can see that he's going to be a pastor like once he hit his 30s or 40s but like the growth of him because i remember this 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 individual that i'm speaking on in particular he was a uh not really like bad but he was like you know smoking and all that stuff and then to see him grow up to be like outspoken about religion that's like dope it's like dang i never pictured him being like that so like a lot of people grew for good and a lot of people took a few steps back but you know that's all a part of life um so i'll say high school was uh very important for me because it molded me into who i am today it played a, a big role into what i'm doing currently so that's like where where it all started or the ideas of it started. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much high school. Okay, so I mean, just briefly, I mean, you talk about your dad and the impact he had. You know, it seemed like he had a bad rap, like far as like being a street guy and everything. But tell us the good of your dad, so people, you know, don't just see him as like. You know, he's just so hard in the streets. So we understand that. But yeah. let's also, you know, know, like, what's the side of your dad that people probably didn't know because it seemed like they known him for something else. But what's, like, the side of your dad that you want the, the, people to remember and know about your dad? 
the crazy part is not too many people knew um his street life um unless you were in the the areas where that that where where you know his hood and all that stuff goes on unless you you from Long Beach then you know but out here when um when he was home you know from prison or jail um all the kids loved my dad man my dad was like the neighborhood big bro to everybody you know he was out there swimming with us um being a male role model to us like you would never know that this guy was um had any trouble past or a gang member or gang affiliated or you know you wouldn't know any bad about him because he never presented that you know all you known him for was in a garage in his little decked out area he made you know lifting weights or or cracking jokes or 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 um being the football coach for everybody in our um our town home complex so there's like a lot of people knew that about him but then when once they got older and they started hearing stories from other people that known him from Long Beach they'd be like somebody was telling me about his dad your dad and I didn't believe I said yeah man it's true all these years I never knew that I said yeah because my dad didn't want you to know that so he he was well um even though he he lived his certain life, he was um, he didn't bring that life around kids, you know. And um, yeah, and uh, like like people didn't know like he was in and out of prison. They just probably they just assumed that oh he back in Long Beach whenever he you know he was away from home, and I wasn't the type to you know blurt out family business and and that sometimes I was ashamed. You know, you see uh, other kids with their dad all the time or their dad always working. And then um, then they'd be like, oh, like my, my dad was around when their dad wasn't around to be a father. Because a lot of kids, you know, their dad's working to, to to pay the bills and stuff like that. And then my dad doing all the fun stuff with the kid, you know. So when my dad was gone or not around no more, they were like, where your dad at? And then, they, and then they'd go, oh, he back in Long Beach? And I'd be like, yeah. But you know, Pops went back to jail, you know. But um yeah. for the most part, you know, he, he my hero. Um he uh even though he made a name for himself in a street way and to this day he's been gone fifteen years, um there's still kids living that life, repping and and, and still repping his name and they don't even know him so his impact in Long Beach in that sense still lives on you know um and then like his impact on me lives on because I'm doing it the positive way and um weirdly my son and my dad didn't want me to play no other sports but football but I like all sports you know are you wasting your time son and uh, when I play basketball, oh, you nice at basketball, but football's where it's at. You ain't going to be too tall, so stop wasting your time, son. Um, so I never really cared for football, but I did it. You know, I was decent um, my freshman year. Um, but, you know, without – I stopped doing it, you know, once he passed uh, because it, was, it wasn't that the same without having him on the sideline or coaching me. Or just, you know, talking this little smack that gave me in check or me back in pocket where I need to be. But the weird thing is my son, you know, never met my dad. 
never don't know too much about football, but growing up, I mean, as he was growing up when he was like two or three, I put uh, three balls in front of him. I said, this is a baseball, this is a football, this is a basketball. Which one you like? He picked the football. And and then to this day, he wants to play football. Like, but we he's still young, so we have to put him in other sports. He like it, but he be he get mad because he can't play football. So this year we thought he was gonna be able to do it because uh, some leagues start at four and a half. Um, so we take him out to the tryouts. He all excited. Then the coach comes like, oh, he's uh, your son's too young by um a month and a few days. So my son was heartbroken, mad. Coach tried to get him high five, said, uh, you can come play next year. And my son knocked his five down. He's like, nah, I want to play. I want to play football. So <laughs> I could tell he got my dad's spirit already and my little man. So it's like, it's like, man, like, it's crazy. Like, like this guy, this little kid sound like he's gonna love that game as much as um my dad did. So, you know, like yeah, it's even like though he's gone, I still on. got I on. still got memories through the everyday life I live, whether it be the bad parts of the life or the good parts. Like my dad's still around in spirit. Yeah, yeah, I definitely wanted to shout that out, man, because. A lot yeah. of people, man, they they still gonna live on, man. Like even yeah. though they gone, they they still gonna live on, man. And you definitely want to show, you know, the lighter side of your dad. And it's good. He had two sides, but overall, it seemed like he had an impact on the youth. And you know, for the most part, it was positive. Yeah. But um, after after high school, tell us, you know, because everybody like, yo, it's like, yo, you trying to hurry up and get out of school, and you like, yo. I can't wait till I'm done with this shit, man. And then you get out of school, and it's like, oh, shit, the real world hits you. So tell us about your struggles with life if you had some after-school stop. Like, how was life after school stop? Well, I I tried the college thing. Um, Got good grades, but it just wasn't for me. So I ended up dropping out um, two semesters, um, started working um, at a little warehouse, Rite Aid warehouse, um, and I just like getting money. Like, even in high school, I had jobs, um, but once I got out of high school and I hit 18, that's when I was getting nice checks. I was like, these are real checks. Like, this is what I need to be able to be happy. So um, I felt more good about just working and and getting a reward right away so the college thing wasn't for me because you got to put in that study and then hope to get a job to get that reward but i figure out a way to get the reward right now because you know i have bills you know i'm a young man trying to uh, strive and do good for myself um so i pretty much just jumped into working they started working little jobs and um and then when I had my lows where I wanted more and wanted to experience life once, like, after high school, that's when I moved back to Long Beach. A little uh, around it, everything happened. I mentioned it earlier, but um, so right after high school, I started working. And then from working, I went on um, a music tour. Then I got back from that music tour and um, 
that's when I had moved back to Long Beach and then tried to, uh, you know, do the, the, the game life stuff. And then that's when I figured uh, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to break the cycle um, and just be different. I don't care if people say I'm weird, but I don't have to bang the hood. I'm going to respect it and, and, and respect my family that's a part of that and the people that's repping the family name and all that stuff, but that's it. Like, for me, I'm going to go do something different, you know, and uh, try to be a role model or lead by example, that there's other things we can do if you, you know, you have dreams. Um, So I went through that, that phase, and that's when I had moved to uh, Vegas. Then from Vegas, I moved back to Cali for a couple of months. Then all in the same year, 2008, um, I, then I moved to Arizona on my own. Um, and Arizona is where I matured because I was on my own out there just, uh, with my girlfriend and I, we had got an apartment, um, you know, no furniture, no nothing, just our clothes and, and pillows and, um, blankets to, uh, to sleep on. And then her mom had hooked us up with a microwave and a TV and we was happy because, you know, she went through what she went through, and then we just wanted to be in love, and 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 we was ready to like live um, on our own. So we experienced that, and then we we felt it two months in how hard it is. You know, um, the it's bills start a, adding struggle, up, and, huh? It is it, definitely a struggle, like paying all your bills and having like twenty dollars to last you like two weeks. I've definitely yeah. been there. Like, yo, like, it is no joke, man. Like, and then as a man, you know, you try to put, like, so much on yourself. Like, maybe by, like, 25, I want to be this and this and this and this. Yeah. And when it don't end up like that, it hurts, yeah. man. And it's like, damn, and you going to work and you're tired and you ain't get paid shit. And you're like, damn, yeah. this shit is hard. But, like, you know, it's good that you had, you know, the girl there that eventually became your wife you know, to be there with you and go through those struggles because that really shows you who she was when y'all ain't have nothing, but y'all just had each other. And that's really, that's really a strong thing, man, just to really go through that. And then, uh, age 19, man. Yeah. It's just, man, it's beautiful to go through the struggle with somebody and see who they are because they get to see you at your lowest. You see them at their lowest. So, you know it ain't about nothing else than each other. Yeah. It's just about each other. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So um, so while in that period, while you were working a job and anything, were you trying to do anything else, like outside of work, uh, when you were younger in those times? Or did you uh, just have to focus mainly on work at the moment? Well, when I moved to Arizona, it was to be um, closer with my – my music partner, um, cause that's where he was staying and he told me how cheap it was and how he was able to, uh, do it on his own. And he was like, I can do it. You can do it. Cause you're more responsible, you know, like that. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that chance. And then I, and, uh, went out there to reunite with him so we can get back on our music stuff. Uh, cause he's the guy, you know, I was on that tour that I mentioned a year prior to 2008. Um, so I was like, you know, this the the guy I started with from high school, so I'm gonna reunite with him and we're gonna finish where we left off. 
but um we started having kids and families so you know things start slowing down um have to work more um but for me i never stopped dreaming um even though i became a father and working more i was dreaming at work writing my ideas down at work uh starting drawing more um during the process of living in arizona i created all my designs for my brand that i have today um i perfected my craft as a, a producer um, by making beats on my spare time and um studying a lot of reading um and and then just just becoming who i am today um i don't know if i mentioned it earlier but my father was uh killed by lapd so uh it just so happened i had got ended up getting a security job where we have to work side by side with law enforcement at a mall so that kind of helped me understand uh law enforcement a little more and it put the idea in my head that not all cops are bad and not all cops are, are, are good because I saw a little bit of both and um, I understood their job from that side, you know, and like it kind of balanced me out a little bit because I know it's from being a black male side or just being a, a civilian side of it and I got a taste of what it's like on the other side and how they talk and and think and so it, it like it opened my mind up to like okay like I don't have to hate cops or all cops or any law enforcer you know because um, at the end of the day they're just human bro with a little bit of power to do a certain job for civilians and some people abuse their powers and some mean good but then you get people that 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 might not like an officer and they might be aggressive with them and that might cause the confrontation because you know a negative and a positive going at each other is just going to be what it is so i've got an idea of like how things play out and how they think and situations and and things like that so that kind of helped me you know move on from that chapter of what happened to my father um as i was still planning planning on my dreams and stuff like that and and stacking ideas yeah yeah that you know and that's what i think a lot of people you know especially in our community the black community it's like we all know that it's good cops and bad cops but it's like when we tell people like yo it's bad cops they'd be like no it's just you like no yeah. that ain't true man like yo like a lot of things we see in the news and stuff like that it's like yo that's really for no reason you know what i'm saying yeah. but like Somebody, you know, uh, probably knew an officer or something like that, or people in the streets probably they got they got relationship with officers. Like, I ain't gonna bust you, but you know you need to get away from here. You smarter than me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so everybody knows, but like, this law enforcement, I really feel like the media and the news sometimes really paint black males in a bad way. That like yeah. it makes cops aggressive with us off top. And for yeah. us, on the other side, we always get harassed, so we get tired of that shit. So it's like yeah. we just meeting at a head. They looking at us like, yo, I know he's one of those gangbangers. I know he's this, I know he's that. And we looking at them like, yo, this nigga, if anybody, like, touch me, harass me one more time, I'm going off. So it's like, you know, I don't know what's the solution for that. 
but I'm glad that you found some peace in, you know, going through your situation yeah. with, you know, law enforcement or trying to see both sides. But I feel like black people, we always know both sides, but it's just people need to, you know, acknowledge there's good cops and there's bad cops. And the uh, good cops need to get the bad cops up out of there so everybody can live peacefully and all that. But you talked about you had a kid. So for your kid, what did you want to instill in him that you had growing up? And what didn't you want to instill in your kids, you know, about growing up? Well, I had a daughter first, so... <laughs> 2008 to 2010, man, it was rough because it changed me. Um, my daughter changed me. Um, you know, I was still a knucklehead and like the mingle. Um, I was young, so I didn't believe in being loyal to just one one person because you know I seen the the sides of people getting hurt and and the sides of uh, people getting played. So I didn't want that to be me, so I did what I did. But when I had my daughter that changed me, I was like, well, I don't want nobody playing her or breaking her heart. And from day one, I want her to see me love her mom correctly. So when she grows up, she knows what's expected from whoever she deals with because she's already experienced and witnessed what a man is supposed to do for a woman. It might not be the same, but she'll have some kind of experience or idea. That way she just won't allow nobody to dog her or or be like my way or the highway. Like she understands like, okay, that's what a guy's supposed to do. Like she's, she's experiencing and seeing those good vibes and, and, um, got the witness, uh, her mother and I get married and stuff like that. Cause a lot of that stuff is out these days. Like a lot of people don't believe in those, those, um, elements. Like, you know, we got girls thinking, thinking Mac and, and play on guys or girls that don't want to be the stay home mom no more. They want to, they want to get that same equal rights as guys, you know? So times have changed a lot, but, um, yeah. having my daughter first, changed me as a better man of how I respect women and then um I have my son after that and then my youngest daughter so um I'm I'm in their life and I'm a provider in their life um you know there's always more that you want to give them but they have everything they need there's a roof hot water lights like um these last eight years of having my old my eldest you know like we never went without like I, I always managed to be a provider and a good parent along with my wife, you know, we always, uh, like we figured it out. And then I got friends that don't have kids and I have, uh, people I know that don't have kids that still can't figure it out. So just knowing that I figured it out and I'm able to provide like that, that makes me feel good because I know people that, that still deal with the struggle and they ain't, they don't have a family, you know? So, um, yeah. my kids, you know, they brought the best out of me quick at age 19, 20, you know, and, uh, people was like, oh, you too young for kids. Uh, people was telling my, my, uh, my wife, oh, he's going to leave you like this, that, and the other, you know, so we went, we went against all odds and the life we live right now, 
was so ahead because I'm doing a lot of stuff that you would see older cats doing their thirties. So I'm I'm always ahead of my time. Um, and I, I'm thankful for the people that's been in my life and that's a part of my life because they helped mold me to who I am today. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if so, uh, one lesson from growing up, maybe from your mom or your dad or anybody, as far as kids, uh, that you can remember, what is like one lesson or one thing you carry on from your childhood that you passed on to your kids, if you could remember any instance from anybody, it doesn't just have to be your parents, but from anybody that really impacted you, you said, you know, when I have kids, that helped me, so I'm going to try to pass that on, if you could remember one thing. Um, just, just listening to your elders, I try to tell them, like, I'm putting that in their head to listen to people that's trying to be a coach, mentor, or teacher, because <clears throat> they have the experience. Yeah, you might run across people that's just playing that role for a paycheck, but um, try to try to listen to your elders, um, respect your 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 family, your and um your mother, your father, and um my mom always was a, a strict about how you answer someone, like it's not yeah or slang. You just simply answer yes. You know, like like you give them that yes with confidence. So I I, I um teach my kids to have confidence in yourself like you know uh walk with that that swagger you know um look good my father he was big about looking good grooming yourself taking care of yourself like because if you look good and you dress good people gonna be like feel good about you but when you carry yourself a certain way you like a a a, a, a cover of a book people gonna judge you so those those elements that I just spoke on is game that I got from my my parent, and then there's other uh, you know extended family that I consider parents and role models that taught me other things about how and how to be a family, how to work and provide for a family. Like my mom worked, you know, but like I spoke to my dad was in and out of trouble, so. You know, I saw how he was able to balance both both worlds of battling his troubles and trying to be good. So I got that taste. Then I got my mom playing both roles when my dad wasn't there. And then after he passed, you know, um, she had to step up and, and, you know, be that dominant force, that tough love. Um, and then I had friends that, that didn't have my issues, and I, I was exposed to that seeing different relationships and family oriented. So like my life, you know, the, I had a, I had a lot of blessings and, and right in my face and you don't, you don't see it in the moment, but when you, when you sit back and think like, you'll be like, dang, like I was already experiencing yeah. all of this. Yeah. It's like everything in life, honestly, even the bad, like it really happens for a reason. And you know, like, in life, we're not going to understand it until maybe later, or maybe we'll never understand it. But I, I truly believe nothing happens by chance. And, you know, you just got to have a real positive outlook on life because bottom line, bad stuff is going to happen. And we're never yeah. going to be able to understand it or explain it to someone else. But we have to be confident that, like, 
I mean, we're going to have to move on and be strong for our families and be strong for ourselves, too. Like, yeah. Because exactly. I feel like mental health, too, mental health in the hood and places like that, like, these people are really dealing with, like, post-traumatic stress. But they mm-hmm. only think of the military. In the military, they definitely have post-traumatic stress. But, like, seeing certain things at a real young age will really mess you up. But in a black yeah. community, we taught, like, you got to be strong. You ain't no punk. You don't go to no therapist. You don't do this. Yeah. You don't do that. Like, we handle it. But, like, really, it's hard. We need that. We need that age. help. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Help. It's like, yo, like, I got, you know, issues. Like, I've seen people get killed in front of me. I've seen people get beat up in front of me real bad. I've seen some weird things in like. That messed yeah. me up. I've been hungry. I've been this. I've been that. And it really can play a role in your life. And I feel like, man, we, we really got to, you know, really admit some of these things and don't really take it as you being weak. Like, yo, like, hey, I need to let somebody know. If you don't feel like letting a therapist know somebody you trust and believe in, like, yo, let them know what you're going through, man, because it's a lot of people that will commit suicide or just start acting crazy and you don't even know why. You know what I'm saying? So, like, definitely, definitely that's a big thing. Yeah. So, so when you got married, did that change you? Because they say when you get married, God shows you favor. So when you got married, uh-huh. how did you feel, you know, how did that change you when you got married? Um, marriage took me a while to do. Um uh, it took eight years into our relationship for me to feel comfortable taking that step. Cause, um, I didn't want to be one of those young marriages that, uh, got married and then, then in last, like I really wanted to be able to do it and, and that's it. Like we're going to rock this out to the wheels fall off type, type of, uh, vibe. Um, but, once I was ready, and what it, what it has done for me is um, made me feel more, well, nothing really too different from from what what was um what was going on before, but it kind of made me feel more better about myself. It made me feel that I'm living the right way. It felt it made me feel like I'm doing more of the right thing, and then. Like you said, once I start feeling that way, that's when I start wanting to do more for myself. It's like, okay, I got a family now, I'm married. What what am I gonna do to to elevate my family? So I was like, well, I got all these ideas um, that I'm sitting on. I might as well put them into play. So marriage really just helped me want more for myself and my family. And and uh, weirdly and luckily, it, it was building like being a businessman. You know, like I want to be a boss so I can provide more and what my family needs. And once I'm successful at being a boss, I have more. I would I can hire people and give people jobs to people that complain that nobody gives them their fair shot. I can be that new guy that's giving everybody their fair shot a chance that they've been looking for simultaneously I can spend more time with my family and more on my dreams so it's like it's like a win for everybody 
So that's what marriage did for me. It just sparked me to to elevate myself for my family and others. And then then I'm also leading by example for people that don't know what marriage is. And, like, all they know is this my baby mama. That's my girl. I got her. I got her. I got this one, you know. Like, nah, bro, you can have one and all that time you juggling all these different girls around, you could be using that time to do something to better yourself, to feel good about yourself overall instead of feeling good for a little temporary moment or pre- uh, pleasure. So that that's what marriage yeah, did for yeah. me. And, that, and that's true because I feel like nobody, I can't tell nobody what to do like far as their relationship or whatever, but it's like I feel like a lot of dudes I know, and beyond, and maybe some girls, too, like, they'll have somebody really, really good right there. You know what I'm saying? And then they, you know, following the ways of the world, like, yo, like, I ain't really settling down right now. I'm out here, you know, doing my thing, whatever. And then when you miss out and you see that person with somebody else, you be like, damn, like, I should have settled me. down. And, and then you you on Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat, whatever looking at them traveling and them getting married and them living this happy life, and you like, well, damn, you know, like, that could have been me. But also, like, some people just really marriage ain't for them. They just like, no, yeah. I'm not into that. Like, I just like to be out here, and, hey, that's cool, too. But, like, yeah. when you when you have a good one and one is presented to you, it's nothing like it, man. Like, it's nothing, it's nothing like it. And I feel like a lot of people, they either been hurt so they like, fuck that. I'm not letting nobody in. So, because I'm not getting hurt, no, like, ever again. And a lot of dudes is like that, but they don't want to admit it. Like, they got hurt yeah. by a chick that they thought they was in love with, and they broke their heart, and they like, man, fuck that. I ain't never fucking with nobody again. I'm out here for the rest of my life. And, you yeah. know, that, that's, really, that's really the wrong thing. Like, yo. Just because they hurt you don't mean everybody going to hurt you. But yeah. when you do have a good one, man, like, just acknowledge that shit, man. Just like, yo, I'm really I'm really ready to try to be a one-woman man for you because I know it ain't too many like you around. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't want to be that dude or that girl looking around like, damn, that could have been me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, and it's no timetable on when to get married, you know, Cause I did the same thing like you. Like, I want to make sure, like, I'm all the way for sure and all the way right. Cause I don't want to break up and do all this shit and divorce and have yeah. kids and then they looking at us. Like, I'm like, no, nah, man, I want to be for sure, for sure. So I waited a while. I waited like five years. You know, we yeah. got married like after the six. So it's yeah. like, it ain't no real timetable on it. And also, it ain't for everybody, so that, that's yeah, I agree. Where, I agree. where where I'm at with it. So let's get into it, man. The the Ellie Lennon, man. Uh, I really seen this, and that's really where our relationship, you know, came back because we knew each other in high school. But when I seen you really doing your thing and like how you was really grinding for it, that shit was yeah. inspiring for me. It's like that's why I tell people just keep doing whatever you into. Because you never know who you're inspiring out there. I ain't talked to you in years. And then, yeah. like, within the past year or so, it's like, yo, we've been talking here and there and just bigging each other up. And, like, the Ellie Lennon just is just really nice. So tell us about how that came to you and how that got started. So um, 
when I moved to Arizona, when I mentioned drawings, Ellie Lennon was birthed in that process where it just started as a drawing. Um, elephant is like a, a a thing in my family where we're big on elephants. They um, the way I was taught by my grandmother that they bring good vibes and um, positive energy, and they bring you know a good good wealth or like uh like um wealth and money and all that all that and then um that they're the king of the jungles so you know you feel empowered so so hearing all these good things about it that's what made me doodle an elephant and then the rest is history um from six years later i launched it as as my brand um and built it from there um, I was told I shouldn't do it. Why I shouldn't do it? Oh, you should just focus on one thing. You can't do multiple things. Um, it's going to be harder if you're all over the place. So, you know, I, I kind of was still doing music, but not how it was. Music, like the, the way music was in 2000, 2015, 2016, and like the, uh, Maybe from 2010 to 2015, music wasn't fun for me anymore. Um, like the just the way the game went and the business side of it, the new 360 deal that popped off in that time. Like I just wasn't feeling it, so I was like, I need to still do music and be a part of it, but at a different angle. So. Fashion and my brand helped me develop a new angle to produce. Like I'm producing clothing and drawings into clothing. So um, that's what my brand did for me. Um, and uh, from there, I used the same concept, how I push my music, how I push my brand. Um, so what my experiences with music paid off with my clothing. <laughs> Um, oh, I yeah. just moved the yeah. same way and it worked. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I really, man, really respected yeah. your grind because through Instagram, I seen you like take it really seriously. Like when you were traveling to Atlanta and to Vegas and going to the different places and making these connections, I never really seen nobody that uh, I mean, personally grind like that. And I was like, yeah. wow, you're like he's really. Really, really taking it really seriously. So yeah, I was willing to take those what, chances what you and say show your for like biggest struggles. struggles. No, you go ahead. So basically, I was willing to take those chances and show people like I'm serious about this. Whether y'all with it or not, I'm still gonna do it, and I'm gonna figure out a way. I figure out a way to do it. So that's all that was, and I appreciate you, you know, being inspired by that. And that's what it's about, man. Just showing people that you can do anything you want to do just find a way to put out to work and put out work of what you want to do if that makes sense <laughs> oh yeah. yeah definitely definitely man and so what was your um earliest struggles in the business of selling clothes in the earliest success today in selling clothes in the um, brand well, with the clothing game, not not everybody is going to be into what you like. So you got to kind of sell 
what's kind of popping, mixed with what you like or what people want, if you're looking at it as a business side. But um, me, uh, I'm balanced. I do what I want to do, and then I do what's going to help the business strive. And um, having that mindset helped me out. Um, the early struggle is the finance. I'm 100% independent with what I do, no backing. I get offers, but I don't really want to go into debt. Like, so out of all the things I'm doing, it's me working my nine to five or fives because I got more than one source of income, and I'm putting that money in after bills is paid, kids are fed and clothed. I'm using that extra money and investing into my dreams. So sometimes that's an everyday struggle because, you know, it's like, dang, like, I want to look fly. I'm a sneakerhead. I want to get these new J's. It's like, do you want to keep supporting that brand or are you trying to build the next brand? So that that was like the way I had to mold myself to think. And uh, it's paying off. Um, Recently, we took a break a six month break to, to, to do more for ourselves. Like I mentioned in the uh, intro to uh, buy our own um, gear to be able to do more for ourselves. So I, instead of um, just kept paying, paying somebody to uh, produce and uh, do production for me, like I start learning how to do more for myself. That way I don't have to outsource so much to cut costs and to make it more affordable for people because people be like, oh, you're a new brand. Why should I pay you this much? It's like, because I'm paying this much and this is how it works. <laughs> so to make it yeah. fair, like I'm a fair guy, like I want people to have it and I can't always give it out for free as much as I want to because I still got to, I still got to balance things out. So um, yeah. that was a struggle, not being able to get it to everybody that wanted it. And then there's people that wanted it that couldn't afford it. So I had to figure out a way to make it affordable and uh, cost efficient. So um, that was a struggle for me that I mastered. And it took uh, six months to, like, fully get that part of it going and, um you know, uh, we're going into our third year of existence. We've been around october 2015 so uh we're going into our third year so we're still fairly new and we've done a lot as you mentioned because i'm willing to take that chance and and into this thing because i believe in it you know and it's got my family history behind it and it's something i believe in and um my message for the brand is impact the world and um no matter if you're trying to do what i'm doing or whatever you want to do in life, whether you want to be anything, a gardener, like, like take pride in what you do and impact people for what you do. That's positive, you know? So that's my message with the brand. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much that. And so the new product line, tell them about, so I just seen you again. I was like, yeah, I got to hit them. So tell, tell me about, uh, the meaning of, the new product that you just dropped recently. Okay, so when we came back, um, we launched Ellie Girl. Um, we put out a few ideas that, that worked, and then uh, I took a little more time out for the uh, production to do a little more mass production. And um, just uh, last Friday, the 13th, which was my mom's birthday, 
we released our, our first um, Carmen's Day and Breast Cancer Awareness release with, you know, something simple, but it's for the cause of breast cancer awareness. Um, my mom just passed August 23rd from uh, breast cancer that she was uh, battling for a year. So while I'm juggling my dreams and traveling, you know, my mom was doing the same thing, fighting for her life with, with, with cancer. And she was supporting me, um, going hard for me in these streets, telling, oh, this is my son, Brand. So every time I'm rocking it, oh, I know that dude's mom. And I'm like, oh, you do? Like, yeah, man. She always rocking it and telling me about it. She's dope. Like, they're dope. Like, I know them. Like, and I'm thinking, like, dude, don't even know that this is my brand and I'm the owner and that's my mom. But I humbled myself and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I'm going to keep supporting it. Like, you know, and uh, that's a, that was a good feeling. Like, my mom backed whatever I do, whether it was when I went on tour or music or um, my brand. Like, she supported me and, like, you know, like a mom should and a parent should go hard for your kids and blasted it to everybody. This is what my son doing, taking a little pictures, doing a little dances in it, all that, man. So, so I had to go when my comeback, I had to go hard for her on her day to honor her, you know, um, in a month, you know, her birthday's in breast cancer awareness. So it's just, like you said, everything happened for a reason and, and it might not make sense, but, you know, um, and this is something I plan to continue to do. Um, we're still fairly new, and I hope to, uh, you know, make enough sales the next time we do it to donate to an individual or organization or companies or events that, that deal with this type of stuff. Um, and uh, and I hope to, to speak out about how I handle it for people that's going through it. Um, but, you know, that comes later with the process. Right now I'm just, just getting the ball rolling. It's just another angle within the brand. Um, and that's that's what we did for my mom and breast cancer awareness. Um, and that was our comeback, you know. We 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 our 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 brand was birthed in October. And the original reason why we released in October was because my grandma and my aunt was dealing with breast cancer, but they they beat it, you know. Um, they they was able to beat it, but my mom she wasn't. She was less fortunate and. Um, she just didn't want to suffer no more with all of the treatment and and the doctor and one doctor telling you this and another one telling you that. So she just, you know, didn't want to suffer no more and um and chose to chose to do you know, things on her own terms in a sense. And uh, you know, for that I'm grateful and I was there me and my siblings and my aunt and grandma was there to the very end, you know, uh, four days after my birthday, you know. So that's another reason why I wasn't so seen for a while because I was dealing with that in my own way. <clears throat> but I was like, man, Kenny, you got to pick yourself up. You got so much going for yourself. And in my messages, I was hinting about it, but I wasn't exposing what I was dealing with because I'm more like a private person. And uh, one of my messages on my my personal IG post, I said, 
when everything going good for you, like everything in everybody else's life starts going downhill, and that, that's just a part of the the process. That's hard. That's a struggle. Like if everything going good for you, happy, you, you living your dreams, you traveling, then moms is moms is sick, grandmas is sick, your favorite aunt is sick with the same the same disease, you know, the same virus. So I had to come back strong and and put my head up and my chin up like a man and um and go hard for my mom and 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 the people that's going through these same things, you know. We still knew it might not be as big as I wanted or or uh, out, outcome as I wanted because everybody's doing it. But um, at least at the end of the day, I did something to contribute to the cause. I got back up um, after dealing with my mother's death, and um, I feel good. You know, I'm I'm you know I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, yeah, man. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man. And I, and yeah. I, that's what I want to say to you, man. And I really admire your resilience, man. Because I mean, I don't know how I would feel in that situation, and your your drive that you have into go through so much loss in your life, yeah, man, and just still pull yourself up, man. It's really like, I mean, admirable about yourself, man. And a lot of people, man, should like, yo. If they hear this or see you, man, just give you a dap or maybe you inspiring somebody else, man. Like, yo, like Kenny, man, he really go through a lot, but he always come through. He's still smiling. He's still pushing his brand and he's still creating. And I really, you know, respect the fact that you made the product cheaper for a lot of people, too, because, you know, it's like, I be wanting to support or do this and do that, but like, I'm like, I don't spend a bunch of money on clothes like that, you know, because yeah. I'm like, yo, like, I'm going to wear it a couple times, and it's going to be like whatever after that. But I understand, like, some people, you know, if they put a lot of work in it and all that, they sell it for higher. But I respect that you kept your prices. That's what also attracted me. Like, the prices was good, and the product was good. So it wasn't like yeah. you selling me $20 something, but it looks like it costs $2. Like, no, nah, yeah. it's good. It looks like I'm getting a steal, but... Man, just really your resilience, man, should be admired and saluted, man, that you just always find a way to bounce back. And even with recently the passing of your mom, man, if you could say anything to anybody dealing with loss or just give some words of, like, encouragement or what is, how do you find that strength to just Um, keep rising after getting put down so many times? My my message is, in life, death is the only guarantee. So if we know it's going to happen, it's going to come about. Um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't um, be so so hurt by it. But it's okay to hurt and go through your like grieve and honor them. But um, you should you should be able to celebrate a little bit. All the good memories, what they taught you, who they was to you, it shouldn't be so sad or depressing or, or you know, because they, they get to move on to the afterlife. We still don't know what that is. We still don't understand life itself. We're programmed to believe that we're supposed to respond this way. We're supposed to act this way. We're supposed to do things this way. But me, I'm a little different, like, 
I, I handle things a little different. Like, I just be quiet, think, go through it. But, like, you got to pick yourself back up. You have to. Like, take your time, but don't take too much time because your life goes on. They, their life, Their life is not here in this existence as we know them. But we don't know what happens after life. We don't know if you come back or you go straight to heaven. Or There's a lot of these what-ifs and, and stories and thoughts and ideas we don't know. So don't hang on to that part of it. Just hang on to the good memories. So I, that's what that's what helped me bounce back. My mom taught me how to make beats. My mom went hard for my brand. So if I ain't, if I ain't doing what she was doing when she was here, that's a fail. You know, that's a fail. So I can't, I can't, no matter what I do, it ain't about no money. It ain't about this or that. It's about continuing to do what she was proud of me for while she was here. And, and, and that's how you, that's how you keep that person alive. You include them, you talk about them and they still here. You may not can't hear them or talk to them, but the thing about technology, we can pop on a, a video or a recording and hear their voice, and then we good, you know? But yeah. my message is, like, go through your, your downtime of missing that person, but you have to pick yourself back up sooner than later and continue to do the things that they were proud of you for, and that'll help you um, – not get over the loss, but it help you get through it to be able to, uh, you know, celebrate everything, you know, about them and uh, that they enjoyed you for and that you enjoyed them for. And that's what it's about. Like, we don't have to live that cycle of, of how everybody else handled it back in the day because times have changed. We're dealing, we're, we're living in a, a time where we're seeing more things that we never would have saw before without technology or social media so times times are harder times are more extreme so you have to put your mind on a next level just like technology and the world change your mindset has to change how you handle things it's hard it's gonna numb you it's gonna shake you it's gonna it's gonna bring you to your knees but you got to get back up and that's that that's definitely man it's just like you know i always i heard something that bob marley said he said that like you know if i leave a real impact on this world i never die and so exactly. your mom or your dad or whoever they left such an impact that they still living they still yeah. live and that's what yeah. i want to do in my life is just like touch people and inspire people and help and let people know why they still alive how they inspired me, like you inspired me, and like all my, a lot of my other friends and everything, like so that you know when we go, our spirit lives on, and it's still around, and it still can be felt, even yeah. though we're not here physically. The spirit and the vibe of us is still here, so we really that energy we, we that never energy go, still we here. never go. So we yeah, we always salute to your mom, to your dad, to anybody you lost to. Everybody, anybody listening, I lost somebody, man. They still here. I know you can feel it. You know, like, yeah. even though they're not here, they are here. But yeah. I, I want to end on a lighter note. It got it got deep. 
Uh, I don't know if somebody, that might have touched somebody. I don't know, but maybe somebody need to hear that. I want to end on a lighter note. I want to play a little game with you to see. I like this. Yeah, I've seen it on a podcast before. I want to give them their props. Uh, I don't know if it's the Combat Jack show, uh, Charlemagne show, Brilliant Idiots, Nori. One of them I listen to, but they play a little game where they, they pick two things against each other, and then you got to choose one. So I'm going to tell you a couple questions. They they mostly Cali-related because you from Cali, you from Long Beach. So I did a lot of Cali questions for you that I thought would be fun and cool to do. So you got to choose one, whichever one I pick. So the Lakers make the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs. Uh, You got cut off. Can you repeat? Uh, do you feel like the Lakers are going to make the playoffs or the Lakers won't make the playoffs? I feel like the Lakers will make the playoffs. Okay. Do you like who's more influential to you, Dogtown or the Eastsiders? Mm, Eastsiders because Tracy D and my dad are uh, long, long-time friends and homeboys. Okay. Uh, which, which movement was bigger to you or you thought was cool? The, crump, the crumping and clowning movement or the jerking movement? Uh, crumping and clowning. Jerking was like a short bus. It was hot, then it, it, it went quick. Okay. Are you an in and out dude or a jack in the box dude? <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle, yeah. man. I can't. I love that in and out, <laughs> and I love on tacos. I'm gonna go Jack in the Box. You got a real selection with Jack in the Box, definitely. Yeah, All right, go Jack uh, in Men- the Box. Menace to Society or Baby Boy? Menace to Society. Chucks or Vans? Chucks. Which team is weaker, the L.A. Chargers or the L.A. Rams? As of now, Chargers. And they just beat my Raiders, so yeah, Chargers. <laughs> All right. More more impact on you, Snoop or Kendrick? Snoop or who? Kendrick. Snoop. Oh, Long Beach. You stay Long Beach, man. Definitely, man. And, yeah. Okay. And do you know Vince Staples? I meant to ask you that earlier. Uh, not personally, but I I know I know of him and his music and uh, his mindset and what he's about. Um, I known of him since 2010, and uh, proud of uh, how he flourished in the music game, and, and can't wait to see what, what what he does next. Okay, and could you give the people everywhere they could reach you? And your websites and your social media and anything you got going on, just shout yeah. that out right now so they can hear it. Okay, for my music, because I'm working, I'm back on the music, um, and we didn't talk too much about that because that's still fresh and I rebranded myself. But um, for, like, my me personally and music and my uh, Instagram, for that is uh, at... Kenny always, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or uh, Facebook under that. And then as far as my brand, Ellie Lennon, 
You can find it at Ellie Lennon. That's E L L Y L I E N E. And um, I'm sorry, E L L I N uh, E N. And um, and uh, as far as my my production company, I, you can probably find links here and there on one of those uh, one of those pages. Um, and, uh, just find me somehow, some way and connect with me there or, you know, hit a reg and, uh, he, you know, he'll get y'all to me some way, somehow. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah, check us out. Uh, the website yeah, for the yeah. brand is com, And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. And, uh, I got a lot of different things in the works, so I need all the support and, um, extra eyes and and um reviews and uh what people think you know that feedback is everything so i look forward to hearing from people and getting to know new people that don't know me you know and uh grow let's grow with each other over the years you know grow with my brand grow with me as a person um and uh let's connect you know let's network and connect Definitely, definitely. The Ellie Lane, or, you know, I'm going to drop this on SoundCloud. You should be listening to it or on the podcast app on iTunes. So, if you, you know, leave a comment there, uh, comment about anything, and definitely check out the Ellie Lennon and the music and everything my boy Kenny got going on. And last time I did an interview, I ended it with a favorite 16 of a person. So is it a favorite 16 that you have personally or uh, 16 from an artist that you like that you want to spit for everybody to hear right now? This is the fun-hearted part. And it's funny <laughs> because a lot of people can't really remember the words like that <laughs> when they spit it. But if it's yeah. one that always stuck out to you, that you want to do, you don't have to, but I always think it's funny, you know, when somebody just ended with a 16 that they really like, anybody influenced by music. So do you uh, have a 16 um, that you want to spit that you like from an artist or your own original? Uh, Well, you know, I like a lot of my stuff, um, and I'll do a 16 that I wrote in the beginning stages of writing uh i have a i have a few but i'll do one of my personal ones um and it's like uh i see no changes since Pac wrote the song kids growing up not knowing right from wrong i know what it's like growing up without a father most people my age want to kill their father they say we know good because of our race the law so messed up they're spitting our face Try to fight back, they'll give you a case or beat you down and spray you with mace. Nobody remembers the words of Mr. King, you know, the words he used to march and sing. And we're supposed to be living the dream. Life is like basketball, we just pick our team. Can't get a job, so we turn blood a crip. Thinking to ourselves, if life's worth the trip. I thank my mama for doing all she can do, because life without her going to be a journey to get through. And I wrote that before her passing, man, before she passed away. And, and those words, like, still fit to this day, man. So those, that, that's my favorite bars. It's no changes. And I, I, I 
spit it originally to the Tupac changes. So, yeah, that's that man, one. Appreciate it, man. That, that was definitely heartfelt and real and relevant to the times, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the interview, man. Ellie Lennon, Ellie Lennon, Ellie Lennon. The music Kenny got going on, the production, mm. and y'all, y'all gonna hear more from this. Just the beginning. I wanted to be the first to get up on it, because it's gonna yeah. be there. <laughs> Appreciate so, you, man. And hey, man. Uh, so much uh, appreciation coming your way. Thank you for having me, and I wish you the best. You know, you need me for any more interviews, any more topics, um, on on anything, man. Hit me. I'm I'm available to talk. You know. I love to talk. We're gonna have I to talk it. to you about the uh we gonna have to talk to you about the Lakers, man. You got Lonzo and you you got the inside uh scoop on everything going on. So we definitely gonna have to yeah, talk to you about do. the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I do. So yeah, we okay, can connect man. and I might give y'all some in some inside scoop on what I'm able to <laughs> tell that might not be released and stuff. Cause I I work in the uh Staples Center as my nine to five and Dodgers, so you never know, man. Yeah. I might have something. Out we we're not trying know. to get magic to hurt you. We ain't magic might hurt you, dog. Don't tell us too much. <laughs> nah, just like little magic, funny habits about the players or something like that. Nothing like yeah. exclusive, like yeah. team wise, but just like little funny habits about the players or personalities is like little things I tell, but not, nothing far as that'll hurt the the business of the Lakers. Nothing like that. That'll be dope, man. I appreciate you, man, and. Um, just keep inspiring, man, and uh, rest in peace to all the family that you lost. And Appreciate you, keep, man. You know, being strong for your family, man. Peace to your wife and your kids, man. Thank you again. Appreciate man. that, this man. Is, Likewise. Likewise. This is recorded, man. Ellie Lennon. Go get that. Peace. Thanks.